Hey. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Start. You did it. <laughs> okay, let me set that one. Okay, one more time. All right. <clears throat> Hello. Hey. Glad you could join us. This is Lightning Rounds. This is a podcast from Refuge Young Adults. <laughs> we just got the giggles today. Hey. <laughs> and this podcast is about whatever we want it to be about. <laughs> and you will listen and you will like it. <laughs> we are the hosts. <laughs> yeah, we are. Your hosts. <laughs> Just with the mostest. <laughs> Zach Ruiz. They call me DJ Slam. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like this where, get, where this is going. Oh, this is a hard one. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you the listener get to ask questions and we get to respond to the questions that you ask. That's good enough, right? That's you did great. All right. My name's Zach. My name's Andrew. And we are your hosts for this podcast. You, you, 2021. Today is a super special day today because we have a dear friend with us who was in town and we had to squeeze this guest in. Mm-hmm. They were in town for a wedding and even for a baby being born. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> really sweet. Good friend. This is really nice. Good sibling. <laughs> Flew all the way here. Just for a wedding. Just for this. I Just for, actually for the podcast. It's that actually was hilarious. those were secondary. The wedding was coincidental. Yeah. Yeah. Just I so know. happened to be in town and was uh, available. We have Quincy McCook here with us for <laughs> lightning rounds. Quincy. Wow. Thank you. All that they said was true. <laughs> <laughs> I came just for the podcast. <laughs> That's exactly it. Quincy. How are you? I am great, Zach. Do you miss us at Refuge as much as we miss you? Probably. And <laughs> what life-changing quote do you have to share with us oh, today? Oh no, <laughs> was not prepared for this. Quick, change our lives. <laughs> Cannot. <laughs> Every time we're around Quincy, she shares something that just makes us weep. Yeah. With children. I usually cry. <laughs> and we get saved. <laughs> cry, salvation. Yeah, things are happening. <laughs> People get married, People babies get married. are born. I mean, there's just so much freedom and jubilee. <laughs> this, is, this is probably the best intro that we've had. I don't know. Oh, no. I've heard, I've heard some good ones. <laughs> oh, Quincy. Weird. So, how? But seriously, how how are you doing? You just moved. Um, how many months have you been living back home in Hawaii? It's been six months that I've been away. So it's really good to be back in Maui with my family and the warm weather. I I won't try to say too much right now because I'm freezing here. It's so cold. (laughs) But yeah, it's been really good. I miss everyone here, but I think the Lord knew um, what he was doing, obviously, and calling me to go back home and to help out with my family and just kind of to have a season of a little bit more rest away from busy South Orange County. So I'm really thankful for that. That's awesome. That's super sweet. And you're taking classes, right? To 
to uh, yeah. pursue teaching. That's right. So it's a slow start, but um, next semester I can enroll full-time because I have to be a resident in Hawaii. They don't want people just like moving there to go to school, so you have to live there for a year before you can enroll. So wow. slow, but it's okay. Ease my way back into it. That's great. Well, we're super happy to have you here, Quincy. When we found out you were in town, we dropped everything to plan a day to record with you. So, wow. Thank yeah. you, guys. I know you're so, so busy. Yeah, it's not me, Andrew. Andrew has to teach three times this week. What? Yeah. And he made time for this podcast. So Had to do it. True we friend. had to do it. Yeah, I'm not even sure what I'm going to teach tonight, but I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that God will bless my procrastination. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, God bless bless me as I, like, put off everything I was yeah. supposed to do. Show up, God. <laughs> Quincy, I mean, we were just even talking about it. You've been here at this church, and you've kind of walked through so many seasons of life here. And one of them being going through youth ministry, junior high, high school, and... You know, me and Andrew, when we were collaborating about what segment to do for today, we're like, you know what would be a funny one is some youth groups have some pretty funny names out yes. there. Oh, yeah. Some pretty... The Edge. <laughs> How close can you get <laughs> to the Edge? Welcome to the Edge. <laughs> How close can you get? I know the Bible says not to walk the fence, but we're called The, the Fence. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So this segment is called Not So Great Youth Group Names. Here we have a list of not so great youth group names, and we're gonna read these off, and it's gonna be a blast. These are hilarious. These are really funny. So, Quincy, you're the guest of honor. Why don't you start us off with number one? The first one is Explosion with no E, so it's just an X. Capital X. Yeah. Because it's more extreme with just an X. Exactly. Super edgy. Send your kids here. They're going to explode. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for the youth, that just, they just explode. <laughs> That's our vision. <laughs> That's our vision casting. They just explode into little flaming <laughs> debris. <laughs> debris. We've, like, like a grenade going off. We hope that Jesus. the shrapnel of their faith will stick into you. Change your life Change forever. Your life. That's, yeah. a, that's a, it's explosion leading you through the shrapnel of faith. <laughs> Or something like that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, number two, Andrew. Number two, UFC Hmm. Ultimate Faith Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Octagon, kids. (laughs) That would be awesome. You have to sign a waiver before going. Yeah. Blood sport is like (laughs) always on (laughs) during worship. Yeah, UFC. It's awesome. That's a good one. That sounds like junior high ministry. It's usually UFC. It's an octagon. It's it is. I feel like it's really tailored to only a certain number of kids. That would be tough. They're like, you got that kid who's kind of shy, and they're like, come into UFC. Yeah. <laughs> Randy. Pastor Randy. Get ready to fight for your life. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> like 11. Yeah. All right. Number three is just as good. <laughs> It's XLR8. Nice. Accelerate. 
This is like a California license plate right here. It is. <laughs> Accelerate BB. BB. <laughs> yeah. Oh my just, gosh. hey. Life comes at you quick, fast. <laughs> accelerate. Come to accelerate yeah. youth. Fast and furious. Oh. This weekend. Yeah. I That's read good. it as extra large rate. So. Excel <laughs> <XL> rate. <laughs> it's like, what is this name? Extra large rate. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, the next one is I like this one. I would go to this youth group, Earth yeah. Tourist. <laughs> want to come to earth tourists with me <laughs> it sounds like a bad christian band name like we're earth tourists <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much san diego thinking good that, night thinking that their name is like getting tons of people saved because people are like what does it mean <laughs> <laughs> touring earth yes this is an avenue for the gospel <laughs> It will be tourists. vague and undescriptive. I, there's so many other better names in that, like <laughs> pilgrims, mm-hmm. sojourners. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the those pilgrims. Yeah, just pilgrims. Uh, pilgrims. There we go. Aliens. That's a good one. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets kids to church <laughs> like, like aliens. aliens. Like aliens. Yeah. All right, number five. This is my turn. That's your okay. turn. This one is yacht club. Young active Christians hanging together, yacht club. <laughs> it's, it's like they wanted to call it yacht club. Yeah, but they're like, we have the we have everything but the A. <laughs> Young active active. That's yes, the word. Yes. That's that's the adverb we could use. The adjective that works out perfectly because we want our kids to be active. Exactly. If you're not active. Go to extra large. Right? Go to extra large. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. As an extra large person, <laughs> I oh. find that offensive. <laughs> Young, active Christians hanging together. I like how hanging is, they left the last G off there just to mm. make it edgy. Hanging. 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 Hanging together. together. Yeah. Oh, Come yeah. to Yacht Club. We'll be hanging together. Newport Yacht Club. Yeah. Bring your sweater and your boat shoes. Dog. Your Sperry's. Sperry's. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number six. God's original gangsters or GOGS. GOGS? <laughs> the acronym GOGS. Because some parents might not be okay with God's original gangsters. Yeah. So. True. Hey, man, you going to GOGS tonight? I'm going to sit in the front <laughs> row. <laughs> yeah, bro. Wow. GOGS. Nice. Man, that is good. That is good. Okay, is, last one. Yeah. Last one. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best one. Kids for Christ. <laughs> you said it so easy. KFC. It's not like a commercial. <laughs> Grab a bucket and your kids. <laughs> you like buttery biscuits? <laughs> Fried chicken? <laughs> and Bible study? And Bible study? <laughs> Where does Greece and the Bible meet? At KFC. At KFC. <laughs> Extra crispy. <laughs> you don't want to go to hell. Oh, You'll be extra crispy. <laughs> this is my favorite. I mean, if they were ever to have a potluck, you know what? Oh man, you know what's going to be there. Oh yeah. There's no question about it. I, didn't we recently have a discussion about KFC with someone? We did a college group. Actually, we were talking about KFC, and someone came from the outside, from like a couple feet away, and was like, "Hey, listen up! I want to say something about KFC." 
their mashed potatoes are bomb. <laughs> that was all they said. I was Thank like, you. Right well, on. That public announcement. Amen. I love mashed potatoes. <laughs> hey, you're, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> I don't know who you're trying to convince here. <laughs> We're talking about Kids for Christ, not the restaurant. <laughs> is it a restaurant? Yeah. Is it a fast food chain? Is it, a, is it more of just an eatery? Or is that just another way to shout out Kentucky in this podcast? <laughs> oh. Kentucky. Colonel Sanders. You know who you are. Where you at? You're a good man. That was not so great youth group names. You know, we all, high school, junior high, life was tough. You know, so we don't blame you. Nope. You know, we've all been a part of them. Oh, yeah. We've all have some funny youth group stories. Oh, man, that's a podcast in itself. Being a youth yeah. pastor for the last... How many years have you been Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I look 47, so I've been doing it for <laughs> for 15 years. <laughs> oh, fi- I thought you could say 50. 50 years. I look 47, 50 years. 50 years, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Being the pastor for, oh, wait, so 2010 or something? No. I'll just go, we'll go 15 years I've been doing wow. it. There's some weird stuff that happens, and it's great. It's great, great stuff. But you should know that I'm blind in one eye and have one leg. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's your, yeah, that's, that's my dad. dad. That's your dad. <laughs> I remember <laughs> he stuck a lizard up his nose at camp. He did, yeah. yeah it he was stuck gross. a lizard up his nose. I have a picture of it. He did there. it on a number of occasions. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It was like his trick. Watch this, kids. Ugh. Here's a live lizard. I'm going to stick wow. it up my nose. That's how you know you've made it as a youth pastor. That's how you You know. can do it. Yeah. It's like when you... <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Good old dad. Thanks, dad. So proud. Thanks, dad. Cool. <laughs> Made me so proud. Man, handed it. You know, the family business could have been anything other than that. But he handed that down. That's great. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, youth group names. There it is. You heard it first on K R Y A. Your do, do it, Andrew. <laughs> K-Y-R-A, your home for worship and the word. That was really good. Oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> My name is Pastor Slim. <laughs> Slim Jim. <laughs> Welcome to KFC. Kids for Christ. take your order. <laughs>Today we're talking about a topic that was sent in. I mean, we've had this conversation about this topic, Andrew, for a while. Yeah. And we're really excited to finally get to jump into it. And so this question, listener asks, what are some questions to ask yourself to help you dive deeper in your personal Bible study? And so we thought this would be a great opportunity to do this podcast on how to study the Bible there's only one way to do it, and we have the answer. So <laughs> you better listen up. Stay Take tuned. Notes. <laughs> There's a bunch of commercials coming at you right Watch now. Watch and learn, kids. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> uh, no did idea. I already tell you that? I want my last words on earth to be, watch this. <laughs> I bet you I can. Did I tell you that? I bet you I can. <laughs> That's right. Those are great last words. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> watch this, kids. Kids. <laughs> Oh, Doyle rules. Okay. How to study the Bible. So I think it'd be great to kind of like 
break it up into those two sections of conversation. One, why is why is the Bible important for the Christian? And two, we'll get more into the practical and more into responding to um, specifically this question and what it looks like. How does it look like to study the Bible? What are great questions to ask yourself to go deeper in studying the Bible? But let's tackle that first one. Why, why is the Bible important to the Christian? Well, I just, when I saw this question, I decided to bring my notebook so I can take notes while you guys <laughs> um, No, it's a good question, though. And the Bible is obviously very important. It's God's word for us. Yeah, I think we can't live this Christian life without spending time reading God's word and diving into it and wanting to go deeper. And the Lord tells us, you know, to meditate, meditate on his word. And I think Jesus says, you know, if you want to be my disciples, you will obey my commandments. How can we know what his commandments are and obey them if we don't read his word? So I think it's the first place to start as a Christian, and you kind of never depart from there. So it's foundational. Yeah, I would agree. I think the Bible is the final authority, too. So it trumps personal experience. It always goes above traditions and any authority figure. So that's why it's so important for us to know what it says, because a lot of times that's where we get caught up is like, well, my personal experience is this. Well, but that goes against scripture. And so the Bible is the final authority for our life. And the Bible also tells us, God tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from, from his mouth. And so this is God's written word. It's his, um, the Bible says that it's, or (laughs) the Bible says that the Bible is, that's funny, (laughs) but the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. It's God breathed, meaning that it was as God breathed out his words and gave life to it. Like this is what it is. Um, Let's read that scripture. Yeah. Let me turn to that scripture. That's second Timothy you're talking about, right? Second Timothy. I would say if you want to know who God is, like this is how we get to know him through the pages of our Bible and the person of Jesus Christ. Second Timothy three. 16, which says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the person of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Quincy touched on is trained in righteousness. This is how we're trained in righteousness is by reading God's word. And I like how that verse says that and the the way that it's it's worded in that verse is says that all scripture the entirety of the bible it's breathed out by god mm-hmm. it's like we we have in our hands the very words of god and as a christian especially as a new christian you know in from that context of giving your life to the lord and kind of learning what does it mean to be a christian what does it look like what are some practices that um that i need to discipline in my life to further my faith. And I mean, I think like you said it, Quincy, foundational to a Christian's walk is is reading the word of God, reading God's word. This is his his words to the world, to us, to to believers and it's and it's through that that just like Paul writes here in 2 Timothy, we're taught, we're reproved, we're corrected and we're trained in righteousness that we may be complete. And I think that's interesting that it says that. I mean, 
that apart from the word of God, we're not complete mm. apart from it in that sense that that this is where we find our wholeness in in reading not just a book, but the person behind the book and mm-hmm. and um, and that relationship with Jesus through that. And we're equipped for good works. It's how we learn what what God is like. It's how it's very foundational to the Christian spiritual food, it's spiritual water, it's spiritual air. Like it's it's what gives life to our soul. So if you're like feeling dry, it's like you need to spend time with the Word. I need to spend time getting to know the Lord more, and this is where I'm going to be revived in my soul. So yeah, it's, it is foundational. It's like the basics of the basics. Like it's yeah. funny how people are like, well, how do I walk with Jesus? Like there's no secret. Like it's very children's ministry of us. Like read the Bible and pray. Like mm-hmm. that's how we walk with Jesus. We read what His Word says, and then the next step is to do what it says Mm -hmm. because ultimately that's what Bible study is for. Personal Bible study is for it's to get Jesus. Like that's the goal at the end of it Mm -hmm. is to get Jesus. And the way in which we do that is by reading his word and following his instruction. Mm -hmm. And, and cause that's, that's ultimately the goal of it is to get more of Christ at the end. Yeah. And it's, it's the way, you know, and when you look at, I can think of that scripture too in Ephesians where Paul lists the armor of God Mm -hmm. and of all of the armor of God that's given to the Christian, there's one piece of armor that is offensive and all of them are, are defensive. There's a shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel of peace. Is that it? The shin guard of (laughs) the elbow pads of holiness. The goggles of impenetrable force. (laughs) Of seraphim like abilities. No, sorry, that was that that other parts were not the Bible, don't but the other ones you listed. (laughs) But what I was getting at is it says that the the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that's the only offensive weapon that we have as a Christian. And it's kind of interesting to think of that. Like, what do you mean by offensive weapon? Well, when you give your life to Christ, one of the biggest attacks that the enemy will do and, and will continue to do throughout your Christian walk is to cause, to attack your mind and to cause you to, num- I think number one, to doubt whether or not that was real. Mm-hmm. The change that God wants to do in your life, like, or the, or the salvation that you have in your heart. That miracle of that moment of believing and confessing with your heart and believe or confessing with your lips and, and believing in your heart and you get attacked in the mind. And ha- so how do you, in a sense, fight back? How do you fight back against temptation, that temptation to go back to the old life? How do you fight back against that temptation of um, hopelessness of that? It's not even worth it anymore, like following Jesus. And, you know, how do you go on to greater hope and, and into deeper? Well, it's through scripture it's through the Word of God. It's through speaking the Word of God. It's through reading the Word of God. It's through, like you said, Quincy, meditating on it, thinking about it, praying the Word of God, um, speaking it over your life, that we're able to to fight against the enemy. I, I mean, Jesus, when he was tempted after he got baptized by J to the B, um, when he went into, <laughs> up into the wilderness and he was tempted by Satan himself, I mean, so gnarly, but as he was tempted by Satan, Jesus responded with to every temptation with it is written mm-hmm. it is written it is written you know he responded with the word of god um, to fight the temptations and i think that left a great model for us as christians to not just read it 
but to know it and to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's all here. <laughs>so then let's get into the more practical areas of this because this question i'll reread that one more time this question says what are some questions to ask yourself to help you dive in deeper in your personal bible study there's like the what is it the so there's the five w's in the one h so the who what where when why let me say it slower the who the what the where the when and the why of bible study so as you read Obviously, you want to ask yourself who, like, who are the main characters in this text? Like, who am I reading about? Um, where is this taking place? Like, you know, are there any time markers within it? Um, you know, the book of Mark uses the word immediately a lot of times. And so, um, and just where, you know, that, that marks time for us helps us to understand, like, the quickness and, like, how things are moving. The what? No. Who, what, who, what? Let's start there. So the what of it is like, what's happening? So what is going on in the text and, and all that? So you get the idea, like who, what, where, when, and why? And then how? Like how did, if someone gets healed, like how did they get healed? I want to ask that question. Like how did that happen? It was through whatever means. And so those are some questions for sure. But um, there's more, obviously, that like principles and as far as like studying things that are good practices I was going to let Quincy go first <laughs> before we get to those things. So what is her, what are her questions? Well, I was thinking more um, about how I kind of prepare for studying the Bible because it's so easy just to jump right in and just read. But when you're going to sit down to study the Bible, I think of the verses where in Psalm 119, for example, it talks all about the word and the benefits of the word. So like verse 18 says, open my eyes that I may see your wondrous things from your law. Um, so just really... I wrote, I wrote that down too. Yeah. Sorry, I was lifting my hands because I was like, like... what? <laughs> I wrote that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. That's a great prayer to pray before you yeah. open the word is, Lord, open my eyes that I might see wonders in your word. Yeah. So having that expectation and then also in verse 27 make me understand the way of your precepts so i shall meditate on your wonderful works so just preparing that way like lord i want to hear from you i want to see from your word so open my eyes asking him to do that and then you know other verses like james 1 5 you know if you lack wisdom ask for it so those are kind of what I ask the Lord to do and my questions like, Lord, would you do this for me? Would you open my eyes? And then as I'm reading it, I think about how um, in Luke on the road to Emmaus that... <laughs> oh my gosh, do you have my notes? That's exactly what I wrote down. Uh, I asked Emma... I'm just no. <laughs> take She's pictures. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but how Jesus said that in the volume, or like the whole book, all of the Bible is about Jesus. So I think okay, what am I seeing about Jesus in this passage, whether it's in the New Testament or the Old Testament? And then one more verse that I wrote down was 1 John 2, 6, about 
okay. No, I didn't have that one. But it says that we ought to walk just as he walked. So I remember when I was like probably in high school reading that in First John and being like, wait, how did Jesus walk? Like, how how did he walk? So I went to the Gospels and just reading through that, asking those questions. Okay, what's his attitude? How does he respond? You know, all those things that you see, you see him being so patient, having compassion, being moved by compassion to action, like not um, responding in a way that is like, you know, out of wrath or rage or just being, um, I don't know, you just see his patience and his love. So I ask those questions like, what do I see about Jesus in here and how can I apply that to my life? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, I was just thinking of that right now, like when you, there's so many different avenues to go on to this question because it really depends on the maturity level of the person who's asking this. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be somebody who's walked with the Lord for a long time. This could be somebody who's just given their life to the Lord. And I feel like the advice would be generally the same, but specifically a little bit different. Like to someone who just gave their life to the Lord, you know, I mean, one of the books that we recommend the most to get started in is, is the book of John. Like, Get to know the life of Jesus, the words of Jesus, like mm-hmm. you said, Quincy. Get to, you know, Paul Paul speaks of it this way, saying that when you give your life to the Lord, you're like a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like a child. You know, you, do, you don't know exactly how to feed yourself yet. You're learning how to walk, how to talk, how to, how to do all these things. And so you're going to church, you're being taught, you're growing, and then you're, you're taking in, as Paul says, the milk of the word. It's the simple simplicity, the foundations, you know, like understanding the importance of God's word, the assurance of salvation, the assurance of forgiveness of your sins, uh, you know, foundational things, the deity of Jesus, the fact that he's God, you know, just these foundational things to, to being a Christian. And then you take that on the, on the other end of, for someone who is more mature, who's been walking with the Lord for a little bit longer, and they want to go deeper mm-hmm. in their studying of the Word. And that's where Paul would say, okay, you're getting into the meat. You know, this is where, not that you graduate from the elementary things, like right. you're like, oh, <laughs> assurance of salvation. <laughs> the what, gospel. What a, what a lame <laughs> like thing to study. Like, it's so elementary. Yeah. You know, you get your... I don't have a smart accent, so I can't really. I don't either. I was going to try British, but <laughs> like Sherlock Holmes, but I can't do that. No. Uh, but, you know, you, you think, you know, you, you never graduate from those things. But you, there is a way to go deeper, to go deeper in your studying. So as you get into the meat of God's where you're studying into, you know, Andrew, I walked into his office and he's studying this book on systematic theology <laughs> on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Because we're in at Refuge, we're about to go into a series on on who the holy spirit is and the gifts of the spirit and like that's pretty meaty you know you wouldn't recommend a systematic theology book to like someone who just gave their life (laughs) it's really discouraging yeah (laughs) because it's like 1100 pages yeah it's here read this book you know and it's still not like it's still not an exhaustive yeah look at who god is it's crazy And I'm not smart. That's why I have this book is because I have to, <laughs> no. I have to read like what this means. Yeah. But you know, so there's different levels of, I think of advice to give, you mm-hmm. know, there's, uh, there's general, Hey, yeah. Start reading, mm-hmm. start somewhere small. If you're someone that really struggles with reading the word, start small, yeah. start with a short book, you know, or the gospels, the gospels. Yeah. yeah something the like gospels. that. 
a lot of people will be like, sometimes they're like, well, I'm going to start in the beginning in Genesis. And hey, God, that sometimes it's like God works, you know, but sometimes then they get all excited and then they hit the genealogies and they're like, um, uh. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you've been reading your Bible? And they're like, no, nah, dude, like it's it got been, weird. <laughs> it's been two weeks. I hit genealogies and <laughs> there was Nephilim or something. Yeah, yeah. Nef- Nephilim. Yeah. Ne- and you're trying to Nephilim. understand, you know, it's, it's like, not that that isn't inspired by the Holy right. Spirit. Cause we read in second Timothy, all scriptures and is breathed out by God. Yeah. It's there for a reason. Even the parts that are genealogies, even the parts that are about Nephilim, even yeah. the you know the weird parts, and so it's all there. It's all, but it's kind of like, hey, well, what can you chew? What can you take right now? And it's kind of knowing your state and understanding that, and letting the Lord lead you, and making sure that you're getting in it, no matter what it is. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's kind of a good way yeah. to take at it too. Yeah. For sure. I think there's two, like for anyone who's, whether you're walking the Lord for a long time, you've read the Bible through multiple times, you do it every year or whatever, or to the person that just got saved, there are four like principles of reading your Bible that are, are like, no matter who you are, like these things are, are good. And that is number one is the principle of interpretation. So you've ever talked to someone and they're like, well, this, what this verse means to me and, the, and it's funny because it doesn't matter what it means to you. <laughs> there is a, we need to get in touch with what the original text and what the writer intended for this to mean. Okay. So like, say I gave Quincy a recipe for chocolate chip cookies and she starts substituting all the different ingredients that are in it. She's going to come out with something weird, but it's not because my recipe was wrong. It's because... She substituted, yeah, it's the interpretation. So there is one interpretation to the text, one correct interpretation, but there are many applications. So how Quincy would apply that to her life or apply a verse to her life is going to be different than how I would see it or would would apply it to my life. And and that's the beauty of scripture is it allows us to do that. So first, we got to correctly interpret what is being said. And that's really important. Because it's when people think like, well, this is what it means. Like that's when it gets weird. That's when people get weird. So the second one is the principle of normal usage. So <laughs> I feel like I'm in college right yeah. now. So I like, taking notes. Uh, yeah. I just took a class. That's why I'm doing this. So get to know what the Bible says and you will get to know what it means. So as you read the text, as you read the verse, as you get to know what it says, you'll be able to determine what it means. So it's best to just read it. And we take it literally, even like figurative language. We take figurative language literally. When Jesus says to cut off your hand or, or pluck out your eye, we take that figurative language literally, knowing that what Jesus is saying and what he's meaning is a severity against sin. Like if these things cause you to sin, then cut them off or, or pluck them out or get rid of them. And so that's figurative language. We take that literally. And so you don't want to see a bunch of people that have like no hands and no eyes. They're like, I'm just doing what scripture says. <laughs> <laughs> because the point of that text also is that say you lose your hands and say you pluck out your eyes, you'll still struggle with sin mm-hmm. yeah. because sin is something that is it's inside. And I think that's what Jesus was getting to the point is like, it's not just on the outside. Sin is, is within us. It comes out through our eyes and through our hands or whatever. So there's the principle of normal usage. What it says is what it says. Is this okay that I keep going on this? Oh, yeah, dude, okay. come on.
So the principle of context, the principle of context, we need to look at where the, where this is said. So in one instance, Jesus says that, um, do not judge one another. And then in a few chapters later, he says, judge one another. And so people are like, well, that's a contradiction. We need to look at the context that it's said. A verse like in the gospels does not just stand on its own, like a proverb where a proverb stands alone. Like you can slap it on the wall and that's what it is. So if I were to take other verses and put them up on the wall, it's like, well, what is the context to determine the meaning and interpretation of that? So location, 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 what is around the text? And that helps us to understand mm-hmm. it. And then the fourth one is the principle of correlation. So we want to compare scripture with scripture. The best commentary on the Bible is the Bible, and that's how we interpret it in its original light, and and it's to make it clear. So those four things, I think, whether you're walking with Jesus for a long time or you you just got saved, those four principles in reading your Bible um, will really help, like I was saying, principle of interpretation, the principle of normal usage, the principle of context, and the principle of correlation. So Mm -hmm. if it says something, you know, in in the... it says something about prayer, where else does it talk about prayer? And that's where like a good commentary or a good Haley's Bible handbook, like little things like that are just good little tools to have. If you have a Google search, you can Google uh, Blue Letter Bible. You can find all sorts of things uh, on ways to study your Bible and to go deeper. But I would say start with those four principles and that'll really help. Yeah. Yeah. I like the point about um, just reading it and getting familiar with it because I think with studying the Bible it can be so intimidating so for listeners not to get discouraged if they don't understand something or think like when you come to Leviticus like oh just give up or whatever because (laughs) it can be intimidating but know that the Bible says that there's benefit to reading his like to reading God's word so even if you're not understanding everything perfectly that you're reading it and being consistent and taking it in because his word won't return void. And then maybe you come back to it years later and you remember reading it and not knowing what it meant. And the Lord totally speaks to you and shows you like what it means or brings up another, you know, scripture that helps explain it. And so just as you continue to be faithful to read his word, he's going to give you that knowledge. You know, we're supposed to gain wisdom and to gain understanding and to seek after it. And his word is full of wisdom. So not to be discouraged in that. Yeah. That's good. You know, God's word is so inexhaustible. Mm-hmm. You know, you no matter how much you read it, how many times you read it in a year or whatever, mm-hmm. like you, you'll always find something. The Lord will speak to you some in some new way, in some fresh way, because that's who our God is. He's a very personal God. He's a very timeless God, and He's a very inexhaustible God. I mean, the the, the description. I mean, to even describe Him or to even, it's just we would lose words we'd mm-hmm. lose words and and i i like how you said that quincy to just be faithful to just reading it because you know there there are times granted you know when you're reading the bible and you're like what you're going through and what you read is just like lining up and you're like yeah. oh, and you're like there is a god you know you're like you're struggling with let's say envy or mm-hmm. something and you read like oh don't be envious of one another they're not envy yeah <laughs> How did you know? No, you're like, I, but you know, those moments where Lord, the Lord meets you so sweetly mm. or you read a story and it just speaks to you and what you're going through in your life. And, and you're like, man, God, thank you for that. That's mm. like those moments where you're like, oh man, God is so good. He, he feels near. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, Lord. But then there are those days where you read and you're like, 
Yep. <laughs> Didn't get anything out of that one. Isaiah. Should you, you know, like, should you, should, yeah, should you give up? Should you stop being faithful? No, because I really believe that the most meaningful change that happens in you as a Christian isn't those ah, moments. It's the faithful and small changes that happen as you, in a sense, you're being faithful on the Monday mornings. Yeah. You know, Sundays are awesome because you're at church and you're surrounded by Christians. It's like, yeah. And God's speaking to you and it's like, yes. And then Monday morning comes and you're like, are you still going to be faithful? Are you still going to read the word? Are you, even if it, hey, you're putting it in, like you're, you're trusting and believing that God is changing you as you read it and he's shaping you as you read it. Read it. Those are some of the most meaningful changes that will happen in your life as a Christian is as you build that faithfulness to to his word because his word is inexhaustible you know and i think of psalm 1 and how in psalm 1 it says blessed is the man you know and he says who doesn't walk in the way of sinners and all that stuff but he he says whose delight is in the law of the lord and on his law he meditates day and night and it's this idea of like man are you delighting in god's word are you finding joy in in that are you meditating on it are you like that you know that like that word pulls that image of like a to um to digest it to mm-hmm. really just pull everything you can kind of like a you know like just to, to to pull every nutrient you can out of it and meditating on it day and night it's what you think about it's what right. you you know talk about you know and I, I i think that's for a christian that's that's really where that's something that isn't really taught about or or taught to a lot lately is just like that faithfulness yeah. to to read it to to just to just take it for what it is, you know, mm-hmm. let's say you start reading the book of Philippians, you know, like, and you're like, all right, I'm going to read verse one today. And then verse two tomorrow, you know, like, yeah, that's good to go. It's slow, but I would even encourage like, read it as a whole in one day and yeah. then start studying through it, you know, read it a, through a couple times as a whole is what it was meant to, you know, like you're saying, in, Andrew, one of your points was in context, Yeah, re, you know? Yeah. Context is a big deal. And it, not that you can't have a, an application to it because of um, where it is or where it's not. Like you can't not, you know, it, application is great. You can apply it in a different way, but there is a correct interpretation. And so the best way to get to know the right interpretation is by reading it. And like, as you read it, um, especially if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, that's one of the first like premises of, of reading the Bible is like saving faith and the work of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. those two things, if you have those things, like you will be able to understand and rightly divide scripture. Because when Timothy, when Paul writes it to Timothy, rightly divide the word of truth, if we can rightly divide it, what does that imply? You can wrongly divide it. Mm-hmm. So one of the best things to do, number one, is are you like saved? Okay. And are you yielding to the work of the spirit in your life? It's necessary for us to determine the meaning of scripture. So but the Bible means what it says, mm-hmm. which sounds ridiculous, but there's no like hidden code or like some hidden meaning that no one has ever discovered. And if that's you, you're finding these hidden meanings that no one has ever discovered. You need to talk to someone because you're probably going a weird way. It, it's the Bible says what it says in the way that you apply. It, I'm not saying that you can't find application differently than what other people have found. Um, that that's not what I'm saying, but if you're finding some interpretation that's taking you off off track, you need to make sure you write, read it in context. Mm-hmm. So, 
I would say that these, these are just good like tools to have in like when the person says like, what do you ask yourself? Um, what are questions to ask? I think the question I always ask in studying is like, why should I care about this? And so it's <laughs> a good question just to ask in life. Yeah. Like, mm, am I going to get the, because there are certain portions of scripture would like, you're like, what is this? And why should I care? But when you ask yourself that question, it gives you this like, okay, I got to find out. I'm going to, I'm going to dig in and find out what, why this is important. Why the Holy Spirit who doesn't waste words, who wasn't just trying to fill a book. You ever read a book and you're like, that was a filler chapter. Like that was so lame. But like, there's no filler chapters in the Bible. And so the Holy Spirit who doesn't waste words has put things there so that we would know who God is or find mm-hmm. some kind of facet of the Lord that would bless us. And so when you're reading it, I like to ask myself, like, why, should, why do I care about this? Why does it point me back to the Old Testament? Like, we go back to those stories and reread those stories. And, and a lot of times that's what gives us the understanding of, like, what the writer is talking about as they reference the Old Testament and things like that. So... Yeah, context and and just asking yourself, I think, like you said, Quincy, Lord, what do you want to show me? Like, what do you want to say to me? And approaching your Bible as something that's close, not a distant ancient book, but it's Mm -hmm. something that God, it's close. And anytime there's like a rebuke or if there's like a thing uh, where the Bible says, don't do this or do that. And you're like, Lord, ask yourself, am I doing that? Mm -hmm. Like the disciples, um, Jesus said, one of you would betray me. And they all said, is it I? You know, I think that's a good question to ask yourself. Like, as the scripture tells you something like, Lord, am I doing this? And if I'm not, like, help me to do this. Am I falling into, am I in a trap and I don't even know it? Like, reveal it to me. I think just whatever scripture says, just kind of asking yourself, like, is that me? Does this apply to me? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this? Am I not doing this? Or whatever. So. Yeah, we always hear, you know, messages and think, oh, that'd be great for this person or that person. And we can't read our Bible like that, like, you know, (laughs) thinking it's for someone else. When we read and study the Bible, we have to realize that God is speaking to us personally. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just for someone else or a good principle for people to live by. It's personal and it's for us. And the the purpose of studying the Bible, I think, is to learn what to do, how to live. And I just think of the parable where Jesus said, um, if you build your house on the rock, right? And when I was little, I just thought that was like, yeah, Jesus is the rock. But then you read it and you see it's those who hear his word and do it. So mm. it's not enough just to stop at studying. Like you have to take it that step further and obey and do his word. And that is how your life will, will be founded on the rock, not just hearing his word or being a hypocrite, like thinking, you know, oh, I read it. I know what it means. And then leaving it at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, it's the, it's the mirror of our life. Mm -hmm. Like when you look into it, it shows us who we are. Like when you go on a really long camping trip and then you finally come back to see yourself and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm dirty. I have like my hair, I got sticks in my hair. I got zits. Like I got a pop. Like that's what the word does for us is it reveals like the inside reveals your heart, reveals your soul. And it's like, I got to Lord repent of this or I'm, I'm exhorted, encouraged to, take care of that and whatever so I think it was James look into the perfect law of liberty you know it's that's the guide for our life
how how do you how do you as a Christian go deeper in your study then? It is sad. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I guess this question is more personal. Yeah. Like, okay. like share what what do you do, Andrew? Oh, what do I do? Yeah. Like, what's okay? So, this is really dorky, but I've done this my whole life, and it's the ABCs. Mm-hmm. I just follow my ABCs, and don't make fun of me, but it's something that's really simple, and um, I've done it since I was, I think, a freshman in high school. I just. The A is application. So what I'm reading, how does this apply? How does Jesus want me to apply this to my life? B is really theological. It's best verse. So what was the verse that stuck out to me the most? (laughs) And it could be for any reason. Like, I like that. It encourages me. And then the C is um, how does it challenge me? Mm -hmm. So what practically this week does this, this verse challenge me to do this week where it's like, Jesus is saying, be a certain, you know, blessed is the, whatever, be the servant of all. And I'm like, okay, well, how can I serve my family this week? I want to be like Jesus in that way. So I'm going to set a goal to do the dishes for my wife or I'm going to do laundry or whatever. Just a way to like take what God has said and then put it into practice. And so I just always write it down, application, best verse, challenge. And um, my youth pastor actually taught me that. And it was like, wow, what an easy way to just, go deeper in my walk with the Lord. It sounds really elementary. I know, but it's, it, it's a blessing. It's simple. I think sometimes we try to overcomplicate it as some like mystic thing that's going to happen where like, I'm going to actually sit and Moses is going to show up and one of the other, you know, <laughs> Noah's going to get spit out by some other creature. And he's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. We're going to have this conversation and I'm going deeper. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, just, it's just simple. Like this is how we go deeper to be more like Jesus. I want to, mm-hmm. Apply it, memorize it, and then like let it change me in a practical way. Nice, Quincy. Um, ways that I challenge myself lately have been t- kind of taking one of the books of the Bible that I'm either intimidated by or feel like I haven't really studied through it. Maybe I've read through it, but I feel like I don't know who it's to, what it's about. You know, the whole thing. So I just went through Isaiah, and. Yeah, it's a long one, but it was good. And I try to find a good commentary on it. Like I read Ironside through it. So taking it a little bit more slow and not feeling that pressure. And that's one way to challenge myself. And another way is either like doing the um, one year Bible or something where it's either getting a bigger quantity. And I guess you could say of the Bible and just like being um, instead of picking up a different book, I'm picking up the Bible and I'm reading through it just like a book knowing that God is going to speak to me through it, but I don't have that pressure. Like I have to have, you know, this one revelation of what I read today, but just getting it in and then kind of having another book that I'm studying through. And then one more thing that I've been doing, which has been really good is memorizing God's word Mm -hmm. because a lot of times my mind will be, you know, meditating or thinking about other things. But if I'm trying to memorize his word, it's really cool because like laying down, you know, to go to sleep at night. I'm not thinking about the next day. I'm trying to like memorize his word. So, Mm. you know, taking, I do a verse a month and that sounds like really (laughs) terrible. Like it takes so long, but it's been cool. Like every day, write it down, you know, say it. And then the next month add another one. So yeah, memorizing, trying to get a lot in at once and then like slowing down and going deeper. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That's super good. I mean, hiding God's word in your heart is, I mean, Psalm 119 talks about that, that, mm-hmm. that I might not sin against you. I hide your word in my heart. I know Andrew was on this shred program. Oh man, shredded. <laughs> Where he tried to read the Bible yeah. in 30 days. 30 days, the whole Bible. Can I explain a little bit on, on how that was? Dude, What's was... the benefit of reading it in oh in giant chunks like that? Whether it's in the year or shredding 30 <laughs> days, flex it. Let me preface it by saying that I didn't make it. <laughs> I was always what? like, I was always 10 what days What day did behind. you make it to? No, no, I, Ryan, you don't have to. Don't, don't you don't have to confess. It's embarrassing. <laughs> But I made it to the book of Isaiah and dude, it's so much scripture every day. And, um, and I want to, my wife always makes sure that I tell people this. I was listening to it as well. <laughs> That's I was right. just reading I it. I had a little bit of I it. cheated and listened to it, sped up, but still, okay. I made it to Isaiah. Um, I think the benefit of that, um, like, like Quincy, there are certain books that I'm like, why am I going to read that? I skip it. You know, Leviticus, I'm like, yeah, there's blood everywhere. I get it. Um, numbers. Oh, my goodness. Numbers is killer, too, with all the numbers. Um, <laughs> it's literally. So many it, numbers. Literal at. <laughs> literal at. So, um, yeah, I just decided, like, okay, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to, like, listen. And this maybe this will help me to get through the whole thing. Got to Isaiah. The beauty of it was cool. is like seeing seeing it in big picture things, mm-hmm. like, seeing the beginning of time in Genesis and then seeing God's fulfillment and like in the way that he worked in people's lives and they were so jacked up and so, so tweaked and twisted yet God's grace and mercy. I got to see God's grace and mercy in the old Testament as well as, you know, what we read about in the new Testament. And so you just see God, a big picture things, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. And then, um, just looking at prophecy come to fulfillment and, in one day, you're like, you know, the word in hundreds of years pass and then boom, the prophecy comes true. And so it's, it was really fun. It was challenging. And I think that's why I kind of did it. It was like, I'm going to challenge myself. And I, yeah. and, and here we are at Easter, you know, just coming to this place of realizing that I'm a failure. <laughs> yeah. Jesus died for my failures. Amen, you know dude. what I mean? And that's why oh. I'm, you know, it's a blessing. But, um, yeah, it was cool. However you can get the word of God in, into your head and into your heart yeah. is so cool. Um, and there's so many ways to do that now. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's a, I just recently read through the Bible in a year chronologically, Mm. which is the first time I did that chronologically, like not just cover to cover straight through, but more so in the history of when it was kind of written in the timeline of it all. And I, I mean, it blew me away just reading it that way. Um, was it weird reading the same story? Back to back, like over and over, because my wife's doing the same thing uh-huh. right now. Yeah, yeah. When you get to the Gospels and you read, like, you're like, in one day you're like Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Mark, Luke, 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 <laughs> John, John. You know, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's the same story yeah. four times. I'm reading the same parable <laughs> four times. You know, and yeah. you can you you can get a little carnal and be like, come on, God, really? But then God's like, you need you realize how idiotic you are. Like, you need to hear this multiple times to yeah. learn it. Yeah. <laughs> Like when the Bible repeats itself, it's like really important for you yes. to listen to it, yeah. right? That's what Pastor John always says. Like, yes, you'll notice when you're reading this word's repeated over and over and over. Yeah. Highlight or underline those things that are repeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are they repeated? It's because mm-hmm. God wants you to know yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really awesome. I, it was challenging. I think that's a good thing to bring up. If you want to go deeper, 
you're going to have to challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, do that. Set those goals. Set those like, whether it's, you know, the version Bible app has some awesome, really easy, like sometimes five-day plans on like God's promises. And you're like, oh, sweet. And you feel super accomplished. You get through it. And I, I, I did the one on chron- the one-year Bible chronologically through the version. And so um, it was kind of cool because it was just e- e- really easy to check it off and to, to mark where I was reading it. I read it in my actual Bible. I didn't read it in the phone. Oh, okay. I just, yeah. u- I just used the phone You're as like a checker. Yeah. You know. You're better than I me. can't cool. look at a screen, dude. When I look at a screen for a really long time, my eyes go cross-eyed. <laughs> and, when I, and I start seeing double everywhere. It's, <laughs> I might need glasses. Like, I think Get when them. I was in high school and I was a serious gamer, like, it right. destroyed it me. Screens destroyed me. Xbox. Halo. Oh yeah, <laughs> the devil. Oh man, it comes like an angel <laughs> with an halo. There you it's go. Actually, the devil. <laughs> but that you know, challenge yourself. I would say that to yeah. to you guys listening, challenge yourself in reading the in reading the word. What's something I would say if you haven't read through the entire Bible, read through the find those books you haven't read through and read through those. If you haven't read through the Bible in a year. Do that, you know. For me right now, like what, what, where I'm challenging myself to kind of get into how I read it right now, it's I have a really hard time, like, I don't really like writing my feelings or my thoughts Amen. down. It's just, just it, it's, I don't know why. And so I'm challenging <laughs> myself. Lately, I've, I've gotten a journal and I've been doing this thing where, um, following this acronym too, it's called REAP. And um, I write it, yeah, I write it all out. R E A P and R read. And so I'll, I'll write the scripture I'm reading down. I'll, sometimes if it's just too long, I'll write the address. If it's short enough, I'll write just the verse. And then E examine. And that's where I get to examine. All right, that's where I ask those questions: who, what, where, when. Just the facts. Yeah. Not how it applies to me. Not putting my own thoughts into it. What are the facts of what it is? Mm-hmm. Examine. And then A apply. And that's where I get. Okay, what does God want to change in me through this? How is he speaking to me? How does the fact that, you know, like I read the other day, the, the Lord is my banner, that, that name, you know, Jehovah Nisi. What does that mean to me? What, what does that mean to me today in 2021? You know, apply. And then uh, the last one, P, pray. Pray it out. And then I'll, I write the prayer out, you know. Of, and it's really been difficult for me <laughs> because, one, it takes me like a really long time to do all yeah. that. And I have a two-year-old. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and so like time is like I have to wake up either really early or stay up really late to um, get this done. But I, I understand like it's this is worth it. And and so lately that's how I've been challenging myself is is writing and going through that kind of um, way. But are, are there any other like advices you guys would give to to people who want to challenge themselves in, in reading the word? Well, like, things that have benefited you. I was going to say. Obviously, I'm not married and don't have kids, so I can take advantage of the time that I have. And even living at home, you know, a good thing to do is read your Bible alone, go to a quiet place so you're not distracted, pray before. I just kind of wrote out like what I do, you know, quiet, get alone, pray, you read. I think about it before I even write anything, and then I reread it, and then I write down, you know, kind of like what you said, 
just pray through it. You know, sometimes I write down like I'm so disconnected, like God did this or whatever, but to be more personal and be like, wow, Lord, you did this and kind of write it more as a prayer. So it's like a conversation with the Lord, not disconnected of like, and it was in this year and this happened, you know, it's good to know those facts. And that's like studying too, but to make it more personal. And I think if I could just say something really quick right there, it's okay to be honest Yeah. in your like, Hey, you missed a day. You're not going to hell, you know, no. <laughs> you're about ready, you know, like, or let's say you read and you're like, you feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. There's times where I've written that down. I've been like, God, I am really disconnected from this scripture right now. Like I just, one, my heart's not there. Like I just, right. And nothing is really, but Lord, I know this is, mm-hmm. and I'm trusting you and I'm having faith. I know this is good for me. And like, and I just kind of leave it at that. And I'm like, all right, God. Yep. You know, so okay. to make it personal in that sense, like you said, yeah. just to, you know, it, you don't have to be some sermon pastor writer. Like, right. it's like, oh, thou said of the, <laughs> you're like, yeah. your writing is so prolific. And I think you can only go as deep as the text allows. Mm-hmm. Like if you're diving into like a three foot pool and you're like, hit the <laughs> oh, bottom, wow. you're like, man, how come this doesn't go deeper? Because it doesn't allow you to. So I think. There's certain texts and certain Bible verses that are going to allow you to go deeper into it. But there are certain ones that, like, it says what it says, and that's okay. Like, if you're sitting there reading the same four words, and you're like, the, what does it mean by the? Like, it means what it means. Move on. Like, keep going. So, like, if it doesn't allow you to go deep, then then that's okay. Find find. Yeah. I would say keep reading until you find something that allows you to hold on to it. Like, mm. I'm holding on to this part today. So That's a good point. Whether that's one verse, whether that's one chapter, whether that's four chapters, like whatever. Find find like a something that you're going to hold on to for that day. So Good. But, and then Quincy, sorry, keep going. I didn't mean oh. to interrupt you. And then I spend four hours. Yeah. Just <laughs> I call it I put on logic. my robe, <laughs> my, oh, no. my robe, my priestly robe, and... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh. Yep, that's what I do. Yeah, no. prayer lattes. Mm. Prayer lattes. That's where I, I have a latte. And, and I pray. I get an exercise ball. <laughs> Never heard of that. Yeah, I'm doing these. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so take advantage of the time that you have, whether it's a lot or a little. And then another thing that I like to do is if I don't really understand it or I don't have a lot of time that morning, get a, find a podcast on it or something that you can just you know, listen to listen throughout to, the day yeah. to help reinforce it. Cause I forget. So it's good to That's do that. True. Amen. Yeah. So hallelujah. So maybe we answered that question. Maybe we didn't. Maybe, maybe, those <laughs> maybe it was just, just a bunch of hoopla. Yeah. <laughs> just responded. That's all. <laughs> or responded. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it, but I think just the important thing, it brought me to this quote. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll share the quote today. Oh. It's by William Still. We read through this book, his book on 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 a couple of years back. John took us yeah. through it on what it means to be a pastor and in, in ministry. Right. But he said this quote that stuck out to me, and I wrote it down. And it says it takes the whole Bible to make a whole Christian. Come and on. And I think that's where we just you got to get into got to get into it and make sure you get into all of it. You know, the Bible isn't like a salad bar where you just got to pick and choose what you like and don't read or study what you don't like. You know, it's, it's given by God. And like you said, Andrew, perfectly, God doesn't waste his words. And so, yeah, take it all in. Come on. Take it all in. Do it. 
ain't nothing to it but to do it. <laughs> ain't no so. stopping with Jesus be dropping. <laughs> Quick question. What's your translation of choice? Oh. Um, Hebrew? Greek? Uh, yes. <laughs> mainly, Septuagint? <laughs> I'm mainly a Greek scholar, oh. basically. Wow. I, uh, if, if I, I just read New King James. But if I don't know what a scripture means and I'm really struggling, I just read the NLT, New Living Translation. It really Reason. helps make, make sense. So I'm probably the dumbest one in this room. Oh, my God. No, but yeah, just, New King James. About? You're teaching us about I hermeneutics. I taking and notes over here. I just took a class. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I like to just read New King James. AKJ. Yeah, or, and Respect. then if I'm having trouble understanding what it says, I'll read it in, in the New Living yeah. Translation. It really helps. What about you, Quincy? Um, New King James, all my life. Mm. Come on, come on. <laughs> come on, keep it real. And then, yeah, I've read through the Chronological Bible, and I did have the NLT just because that's all they had, but I really liked it because it was super simple. So mm-hmm. for big yeah. big chunks, like yeah. something a little bit easier to read, like yeah. NLT. And Dude. I know you like ESV, right, Zach? Yeah, yeah I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to be a little bit more spiritual. Uh, yeah, let's hear so. it. <laughs> Extra spiritual version. ESV, you know. Um, for me, it was, I mean, the reason why... I did it, or I felt God really kind of leading me to it. I grew up as well in NKJV my whole life to where, like, verses, I would read verses, and they kind of just, they sound, I could, like, there's a cadence with it, you know, like we've talked about this before, like, it just becomes so normal to you, and I needed something to shake me up in it, and, you know, with with Bible translations, you want to choose your translation well, you know, there's translations that are very word-for-word translations, which are, like, ESV, NKJ, um, uh, NASB, or e- even the new one that's out, the CSB, the Christian Standards, a really good one um, on word for word translations. Yeah. And then there's translations that are more thought for thought, They're a little bit more loose, and that's where you find NLT, um, the message, yeah. NIVs, yeah, a little bit more towards that as well. You know, not that they're bad, but to have an understanding that, hey, that's just more of a thought-for-thought translation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because we don't speak or read Hebrew or Greek, uh, there's, 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 <laughs> some, there's, there's something that's lost, Alpha, in, Omega. lost yeah. in translation. But, yeah. So that's why I transitioned to ESV, okay? So uh, it's kind of... And I would say that, hey, man, maybe you're reading the Bible and you're like, like there's nothing wrong with... Shake it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. switch your translation up, you know? Obviously, understand it, but, but like... There's one that I really like is the amplified version. Oh, it's yes. really fun because it amplifies everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then the NASB has always been really cool yes. too. The, the Phillips version is an old one, and I got an old Bible with it. I think it's only New Testament, but I just remember like Romans twelve two. Instead of saying "Don't be conformed," it says like "Don't be squeezed into the mold." So it just uses like cool imagery. Phillips version. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I like it. See, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. It's cool. It's fun to nerd out on the Bible. You know, and just any way you can get the Bible in. Come on. Yeah. If it's listening to it, if it's reading it, if it's writing it down, if it's drawing it out. I know some people, even some, my sister really good at drawing. She loves to do that. She journals, but she like makes it super artistic and draws out the verses and really beautiful stuff. And like, hey, anyway, you're able to get the word in, get the word in. Do it. Yeah. So there's that. But... <laughs> Wow, so I'm outnumbered here. NKJs, and I'm just, you know, here just old faithful, you know, sticking with it. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, well, anything else you want to say on that? The Lord bless thee. And keep thee, the Lord make. <laughs>
his face to shine upon thee. <laughs> so beautiful. Ah, good <laughs> memory. <Angelic. Yeah. laughs> That's great. And be okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Lightning Rounds. And remember, if you want your question or a topic to be featured here, feel free to send it in through the Instagram at refuge underscore SJC. Or you can email it to Pastor Andrew. Don't worry, he checks his email. Pastor Andrew? Yes, Pastor Andrew at ccsjc.com. I have been checking my email on a regular now. Yes, since this has been happening. (laughs) He won't respond to you, but... I'm not going to respond, but I'll read it. (laughs) I mean, like, respond. Yeah. Or reply, I guess that's the word. I'm not going to reply. No. I'll read what he said, though. And delete. And (laughs) delete. No, I care. Do you? That's where you ask that question. Do I really care? Why do I? Why, why, why should, should I, I care, should I care? <laughs> about what this person says? All right. That's just if you take anything <laughs> from today. Why should I care? <laughs> just just no. ask yourself that. Not even walk. All right. Uh, anyways, well, I mean, if you're in the area, like like we say always, every time we come hang with us in person, we'd love to have you join us um, on Thursdays at 7 p.m. here at the church. We have worship and a Bible study for young adults ages 18 to 29. Come on down. We had a bonfire last week. Glorious. Wonderful. Andrew Newman got to surf for the oh, first time in... Months. I think that's what got me sick because we surfed right after it rained. <laughs> I'm not sick, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's just me. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, if you feel like giving this podcast a rate or a review... They Do bless it. us. They're, some of them, some reviews are really funny. They are. <laughs> they make me laugh, and they're totally anonymous. Like they give a name that's like toilet seat or something like that. <laughs> oh and I'm God. like, it's I don't know. It's just we can funny. tell who you are by the way that you write. We know who you are. No, I, at least I can. I investigate. I'm gonna find out. So rate and review this. That would be awesome. Or share it with a friend. You know, share it with someone maybe who you know think it'd bless. But we'll catch you next time on the next episode of Lightning Rounds. Zach, signing off. Andrew, signing off. Quincy, signing off. Oh, going to Hawaii. Until next time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see you guys.